Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. Yeah, and you join us, listener, in this wonderful green cathedral. Harrison Chase is playing his electronic music to us. Oh, that wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks to Pyramids of Mars. Turn it down, Harrison. Turn it down. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. The plants don't want to hear it. That one plant's vibing, though. I can see. I, I, are you excited about this story? Because you love plants. Do you know what? Like, this is ideal for me. I love plants. My flat is constantly a jungle of plants. Right now, I've got one, two, three. I can see right in front of my laptop six different types of cactuses that are just surrounding me. I'm surrounded by plants. The cat knocks them off all the time. And there's one there. Seven. You literally are Harrison Chase. I know. I like, apart from the, like, the crazy, I mean, I like plants. I don't love them as much as he does. I wouldn't like murder someone for a plant. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> Am I really sure? I've got into plants recently. Have you? Um, there's a, like a guy on like the market around here and he's got all these, you know, he has all plants out on the street and it's like, you know, two pound for a little thing in a pot. And every time I walk past, I'm like, oh, just get another plant. And it's starting to build up a little yeah, bit. It's it's quite, it, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. It's addictive. Yeah, it is. And it's nice. And I don't know, I like seeing them alive or if it's a bit, mm, and then like you move it and you bring it more to life. And... But also I do have some fake plants as well because they're easier to look after. Yeah. So I've got fake plants in the bathroom because there's no natural light in there and then in my kitchen I've got two hanging plants that are fake at the window so look like fake ivy and then I've had to move a real plant in there because Mabel kept attacking it that's the cat yeah we are well that that's plant talk for this week <laughs> <laughs> um any updates before we go into the today's story which is the seat of doom I think we need a neighbours update though, Mark, don't we? I know. I mean, that's what we were waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> Top two podcast, everyone. Don't forget that. So it was the last episode of Neighbours. And it was, I mean, how do you wrap up something like that? It's a bit like, like the Doctor Who anniversary stories are like, there's always like trying to bring everybody back, trying to do, I mean, it happens not to a lot. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh but um, it's it's parallel to that, really. So they did really well. All, as many faces as possible came back, made an appearance. They it was it was brilliant. It was very emotional and very. How sad. much did you um, cry? Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all done. I'm uh, neighbors update with neighbors guy. He's still harassing me for a bit. I these vid- videos haven't turned up. And you know that's the weird thing as well. Because obviously on Twitter, like Doctor Who again, on Twitter, everyone, you know, all the names yeah, yeah. people are all like sharing and all this kind of stuff. It's weird that you have someone that's obsessive as Neighbours Guy. He's not mentioned the show to me. He's not mentioned that it's finishing. It's not like, oh, are you sad about the finale? What did you think? Blah, blah, blah. None of that. It's just send me this. Where's this? Help. Where's this? There's no chat about the actual show it's so strange isn't it do you know what like, you I have should no, do? like is he even aware that it's finished i don't know <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you should do every time he responds to something you should just send a question back to him like how did you find the finale or 
what was your favourite appearance? <laughs> something like that. Are you sad it's over? Like, just send every time you send something, just send one back. Actually, you know, what I would have done is stop talking to him a long time ago. <laughs> anyway, back, it's the seeds of doom. We're going back to the 70s. We've got a lot to talk about because it's a six-parter as well. Uh, how did you watch this? How many in one go? One and two, three, three, <laughs> four, five, half a six, the other half a six. So a mess, basically. Right, okay. Well, it was a six-parter, so of course it's going to be more more tricky to get through. I did like enjoy it, but the only reason I stopped watching six halfway through was it was like almost midnight and I was like, go to bed. You won't remember anything. You could be mistaken at the beginning for thinking this was like the Ice Warriors because we've got the guys in the snow. Yeah. It was very Ice Warriors vibe. We had the Ice Warriors had the seeds of death, something in the snow. What were you were you expecting an Ice Warrior type thing when you first saw all of the I Antar- thought it was all going to be in Antarctica until we suddenly saw the jungle conservatory thing and I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, to begin with, I thought we were just going to be very and also, yeah, the seed, we've had seeds before. Because this is a, a big fan favourite again. Major yeah, fan favourite up that. there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, all the Antarctic stuff. Because, actually, this one, I never had this on video. I was going to ask, how did you have this? So, it, a lot of it actually was quite new to me. I think I might have rented it from the library ones. But it, I'm, I don't think I watched this all the way through, like maybe once before, years and years ago. So... I was. I knew it started off in Antarctica and then moved on a bit. It was like a two-parter and a four-parter almost. But I really loved that first episode. It went really quickly. There was loads happening. So we've got our three scientists, uh, John, Charles and Derek. Yeah. <laughs> like the holy, holy trinity of scientists. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really great because actually in that whole setup, they're getting the pod and all this kind of stuff. You don't see the doctor or anything for a while. And you still get into the story. The sets are amazing. You really believe it's this sort of in the middle of nowhere place. And you don't have a dick scientist. They all get on. They all working together. There's no... Because when you've got base or something like that, I was thinking, right, okay, one of these is going to be a dickhead and going to cause problems. But actually, they're good scientists. There are three good guys at the beginning. Yeah, there's a little bit of tension in like how they would... Um deal with things but that's about it the one with the beard i was gonna say the one with the beard they've all got beards i think um the one that was looking at it who's the sort of shorter one he's been in doctor who before you might not remember him he was in the war games okay so he was like you know there was like that evil general that kept hypnotizing everybody at the beginning of the war games and then there was like his lieutenant anyway oh yes yeah 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 i remember who was a bit more um, anyway, he was in. He's one of those scientists. I don't know which one, John, Charles, or Derek. I can't tell you which is which. <laughs> um, and then we go straight off to the Doctor at the World Ecology Bureau. Yeah, and he's all and he's in there with these people, recommended by Unit. No sign of Brigadier or anybody. Yeah, I miss. In fact, I missed a lot of the Unit people. Just you know, second choice Unit people for this story. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a Unit story. At all. And Unit kept away right until... They're in like only one and a half episodes, really, right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there really I was with the doctor where he was like, where is the Brigadier? 
he's in Geneva. He's always in Geneva now. That's where he was in the Android invasion, I think. I wonder why they, what's going on in Geneva. Is that where like HQ is? For, you know, he's at meetings. So he's talking to Dunbar about everything. And then we go and we go off to this big house and we meet Harrison Chase. And you see all these plants and everything. And obviously that's when you get excited, right? Yeah, do you know what it reminded me of a little bit? And we are going back. Um, the one with the elephant in. <laughs> the Ark? Yeah. Okay, that was a spaceship. Yeah, but it was a jungly sort of spaceship with an elephant in. Yeah, I mean, he's just got a big house with lots of plants, basically. <laughs> You're like Sarah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's exactly like the art. I don't know. It just reminded me a little bit of that. They're probably some of the same plants is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and he story. will do anything. He is the ultimate collector of plants and everything. Oh, he yeah. is the ultimate. He wants every plant. He wants every episode of Neighbours on VHS. He is that guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been talking to Harrison Chase on Instagram. <laughs> he is very much like... Yeah, the ultimate collector, but of rare things, of rare types of plants. He wants one-offs, and he's just plants. What does he do? What does he do for a job to have that income? That he can just buy rare plants. That's what I want to know. Like, what is his? I think he's inherited. I think he's inherited. Like, what's his investment? Like, to, in order to like, go on. Well, no, he's like okay. He's not like you know that documentary tickled. Yes. He's like that guy in that. He got all of like his dad's law firm money and stuff and invested it all into those tickling videos. <laughs> I can't believe that you remembered that. That's one of my favourite weird documentaries. I love a documentary. So you know how like Sarah recommends, we haven't done that for a while, Sarah recommends Tickled as a documentary. It is, you won't forget it. <laughs> I don't think I'm we saying. can really explain it right now, but it's I a, think that's... It's about tickling. It's literally a documentary about a fetish for tickling. It's but there's more to it than there's I like. Way more to it. There's more sort of um, it's darker sort of sleuthing behind the scenes, and there's somebody that has just has got like um, Harrison Chase loads and loads of money to put into his pastimes. They like <laughs> oh yeah, it's no. Every, I highly recommend it. It's a really odd thing and wonderful because I love yeah, the art. So, Anyway, so that's where I think he's got his money from. <laughs> <laughs> tickling video. I can't believe he brought the tickling video. <laughs> so funny. And he's obviously like, or like Greenpeace, or he's like, he'd be totally Extinction Rebellion. He'd be like all of that kind of thing. But he's, but he's, he's sort of lost it in a way, hasn't he? He's not on in reality. God of, no. He he's obsessed. He's absolutely obsessed. He is obsessed. He, yeah, he's messaging. Have you got that plant yet? Have you got that plant? To <laughs> that, no. Oh my gosh, my cat in the background there. He, um, he doesn't need because he's got all the money. So like, he just sends off his like. If he wants something, he goes and gets it. He's not the guy on Instagram. He's just like, I'm gonna go and send off my hitman. Like, if it was him, a hitman would have been at your door for those VHSs. True, that is true. Yeah, we'd have had Scobie at the door with a gun. Um, but so it's Dunbar that's the one that was talking to the doctor. Has he's told like where it is in Antarctica and stuff, and off they go. And then the doctor and is off to Antarctica, 
uh, and Sarah as well, who it's so odd at the beginning, isn't it? Because they're already in, even for a six, you'd think for a six-parter, there'd be a bit of padding, so they'd land and find out. Yeah, now they're straight off. Straight in. You don't even see Sarah until Antarctica. So I think she's had a bit of a break. She's written up her stories for a bit while the Doctor's gone off. She's, this is her break <laughs> in, the, in the story. And she's, what do you think of her fur coat and her outfit? Oh, I like, I liked a lot of what she was wearing in this. This, what she wears, she's got the fur coat and everything, but what that stripy thing and everything, that is my favourite outfit, actually. Oh, really? She, I think that she looked High really praise. good. I think, and um, they arrive in a helicopter. Yeah. Two days, they don't come but in yeah. The, they, they don't come in the TARDIS, which is really odd. Well, let's be, but actually that is a good point because I've only just finished watching it and at the end, the coordinates sent them back to the Antarctica, so you just thought that's what they would have done. Yeah, they did. No, I don't know. They arrive in the helicopter, don't they? No TARDIS, so yeah. it makes the ending. Yeah, the ending doesn't make sense because of that. Um, well what spotted, else we Mark. Well spotted. And it's strange that, yeah, like, Unit don't get involved. They must know about it. But I suppose at this point, it's just a weird pod that's to do with the ecology people. It's not, like, alien as yet. But the Doctor is very serious in this. He knows immediately what it is. It's a crinoid. He's really, like... Well, Mark, he is the president of the Intergalactic Horticultural Society or whatever it was. Is he? Yeah, he says that. that. It's something like the Intergalactic Horticultural, which I am, of course, president. Oh, I didn't realise. I didn't realise that. Towards the end, yeah. When they're talking with the... What's his name? But by the time they get um, to Antarctica, Charles has been bit, unfortunately. The pod has opened... He's been bit, and when he get when he's turning into it and everything, it's already quite horrific. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of um, gosh, something else where people were green and slimy. That could be anything. <laughs> that could be that could be so many Doctor Who stories. Green and slimy. Oh, the Green Death. Yes, Cliff. Oh, Cliff. Oh, this would have been a really good return for Cliff. Wouldn't it? Oh, he could have been. That could have been his expedition, and Cliff could have been doing that, couldn't he? That would have been a good twist. Yeah. This. Is, oh, yeah. It's the Green Death too. Basically, happens to to Charles. But all of that stuff in those first few episodes, when the Doctor's then like, "Oh, you need to amputate his arm," he's so sick. And look, you're doing it. There is something you can do, but it's drastic. Well, what? Amputate the arm. What good would that do? Can't you see the infections all over his body? Yes, but if the arm's a source of the infection, it might stop it spreading. You say might. What you mean is you don't know. Well, of course I don't know. But it'll give you a breathing space while you try and find an antidote. That's a chance worth taking, isn't it? It's not like a sort of caring... He's he's sort of distant from it. And then Sarah doesn't really do very much at all. She's in the background. And then suddenly she's like, yeah, you've got to amputate his arm. And backs it... And they're both having to. a go at this guy. But I don't know, they're so serious. I'll tell you what, it, what sort of I didn't get... It took him a long time to be like, amputate the arm. Like, they've seen him in different stages, and they're like, he's about to go, amputate the arm. Why didn't he say that when he arrived? Like, you already he's already been attacked and green. Why didn't he say it then? No, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, because he, he should know about it. He knows what it... Well, maybe he was just sort of assessing it and being like, okay, I think this is a crinoid. This is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really sort of harsh of the doctor and sarah to because those, those scientists are good guys there's nobody that's horrible no but i guess like they've just arrived and he knows what it is and sarah just says what she's told 
Well, he does change, and he's full on green. And do you remember Claws of Axos? Sure. Um, gold people. Oh yeah, gold people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know they had the sort of orange people. Yeah. It's it is the same costume sprayed green instead of orange. It's exactly the same. Oh, is it? They've reused it. Yeah. Budgets, you know. So so we have a monster on the loose by part two. So then we have Scorby and Keela turn up, who are our bad guys. There's always got to be. Well, Keela's an interesting one. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I, do you feel sorry for Keela? I don't see him as a bad guy. So, I mean, Scorby's the guy with the guns and he's like, right, we're going to do this. He's like the hitman guy. Keela's just been sent along. I mean, he's working for Chase, I guess. But he's working as like a scientist that's trying to, like, he's apparently like the best horticultural scientist in the world or whatever. So he obviously like cares about plants and has an interest in them. And most of that whole time when like Scorby's like, do this, do that, he's like, I don't really want to do that. Why are we killing these? But like, I don't think he's there for like the bad. He's probably just there because he knows he'll know how to like safely look after the plant, make sure it gets back okay. And that's probably why they've brought him along. He goes along with it. So he he knows what the plan, well, I suppose you said he didn't know what the plan was. You do. I feel sorry for him, yeah. I do feel sorry for him. I think, like, yeah, he. I don't feel like he's a bad guy. He's working for the bad team, but we've had people before that are working on the bad team that we think are good. Like, think of um, Davros and the scientists there that are obviously they're working with Davros, but... Oh, Ronson. Like Ron Seal, yeah. I wouldn't have said Ron Seal was a bad guy. I was trying to think of... The only other person that came to mind, I can't remember his name. You know, in Power of the Daleks, the one that was working for Jan Lee or was in love with Jan Lee. Yeah. Who, That's another I example. Could, I yeah. don't think he's bad. Well, they're searching for this um, monster out in the Antarctic and there is a new fuel area, <laughs> which they <laughs> I wrote down, it's a new fuel system they're testing out for the very first time. For <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time. Yeah, uh, and then you have all that stuff going on where, well, Sarah gets tied up with a bomb and Scoby, Scorby, I'm going to have to get them. You are, yeah. Hold on. Scorby ties up Sarah and the Doctor and all of that stuff. But it's moving at a good pace, those first two episodes. There's a lot happening. And it doesn't. Even, it feels like one episode even when you watch those two. I kind of felt like, um, you know, like, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the previous Doctor. There was, like, quite action You know, he's like, we've got to get back. And then, like, you go into, you, you know, they go in that chauffeur's car and all that happens. And it felt very, like, I don't know, James Bond action thrillery sort of thing. Well, saying that, yeah, saying that, the Doctor in this is quite violent. He is punch. He's punches a couple of people. Well, she's never done he, this Doctor before. Well, maybe he has, he, but I've not noticed it. Not like that chauffeur. He punches him, smacks him in the face, and he's jumped through that window at one point. He um, sort of, I thought he twisted Scorby's neck when they're fighting outside the house. He's like proper, there's a lot of, viol- this is violent Doctor. We've not had that before no. for this one. Uh, but like, it's needed in the story, though it is justified, oh, yeah. I suppose, because it's a massive, dangerous thing, and there's these people that are getting in his way. He's got to do it. I mean, he had to punch that chauffeur. 
because they were going to get kill killed him. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose it, it justifies it. It's not needless, but it's it's definitely. Or, or should the doctor do that? I mean, the doctor holds a gun at one point, but I mean, he says he's not going to use it. But hey, what do I don't we know, know? Should this is where someone like Harry would come in useful in a story like this in a six parter? And Harry would be doing that kind of stuff, or Benton, or someone from Unit who would be with them. Yeah, not I suppose secondary Unit. But because it's really the Doctor and Sarah against everyone nearly all the time, there's and Sarah just going off on the whole story. She, how many times is she tied up in this? So we've got the bomb. There's the recycling thing at the end. There in Antarctica, there she's hostage. When she escapes, that guard gets her. She's captured again, like, uh, and she when she's held down, and gonna, they're going to do the pod on her. She's held down, and then the vines hold her down really later good on. In this. She's really good. She goes through a lot, but I feel like she's not as um, I don't know what the word is, not loud, but she's not as like she's very subtle in this, very in the back, very like we've said in this whole season. This is just a general day for me, but. I don't. She there's not even any really proper screaming, or she doesn't get too worked up. She over just the top. gets on with this one. Yeah, it's just getting on with it, isn't it? In this, in this whole thing, she's very cool throughout the whole thing. In this, I noticed slightly different. They're just subdued, a little bit subdued in a way. Both of the Doctor and Sarah, I think. because it's interesting. She, I think, just because the Doctor obviously knows that this is bad, she doesn't really understand that. But she's like, if you think it's bad, it must be bad. Yeah, she trusts the Doctor that it's... Yeah, if he's saying it's not good, it's not good. Yeah. So everything gets blown up, the, the fuel thing gets blown up at the end of part two. These cliffhangers are really odd as well, I thought. There's the sort of, you know, the sort of... It sort of fades in rather than a big sting. I, I, it felt the a bit... The cliffhanger of part one, gosh, remind me what All it of was. them. Oh, well, right, it's just sorry. The green, green thing attacking the man. Part two was just the fuel thing blowing up. And then at the beginning of part three, this is where I don't think it makes sense. So the Doctor and Sarah are unconscious, like, all night out in Antarctica. There's no way they would have survived. <laughs> she just wakes up in the snow. I enjoyed the joke he made about... I'm sure he made another joke about, like, fi- her, her finding him unconscious a lot or something. Maybe it was the last story. I, I swear there was some sort of reference to it in this as well. Maybe there wasn't. Maybe I've just imagined Well, he just wakes up and says, good morning, and then... They're back on. They're back in England again, just like that. Uh, which I like all of that because it keeps the story. It does, yeah. Different. And I never felt like, where are we now? Where are we now? We always felt like it was moving and clear, and yeah. So, so then we've we've covered the sort of the chauffeur car stuff. They find the painting in the boot, and we meet our wonderful character. <laughs> oh my gosh, I loved her so much. A perfect example, Fritillaria meleagris. Is that the common snake's head for Tillery? Why are you asking me? No, I mean, did you paint it, Miss Duckett? The name is Ducard, actually. <laughs> She's brilliant. She's like a Miss Hawthorne, isn't she? She is. She And she and you see her in that one scene. I thought that was going to be it. When she appeared again, I was beside myself with joy. Amelia Ducard. Yeah, you Amelia Ducard. What does Ducar. he call her? And she's like, Ducard. Duck it. Yeah. Very bouquet, isn't it? It's yeah, I mean, I mean, years before that. Like, yeah, it's like, uh, oh, Amelia, she is great. She is wonderful. Uh, Amelia is a woman of who? Oh, one, 100%. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course she is. But it's great that you've got that time by part three. 
there's time in the plot for them to visit her. She's there smoking away. <laughs> they have that conversation. <laughs> and because you've had all the Antarctica, this is all new. It's a new set. It's a new character coming in at this point. It keeps it going. And then we go off to the house uh, and and all the other stuff happens. So where are we then? Um, oh, Keela by this point. Poor old Keela. Well, actually, no, before that, there's a chase at Chase's house because they do. there is a bit of... the only That's the only bit of padding. There's a lot of chasing around the gardens i quite liked that though because we've not really had any action from this doctor that was like an old doctor thing you know um i did quite like that yeah and it was great gardens i mean triangle triangle bushes and stuff the house reminded me of one that we've had previously pyramids of mars pyramids of mars yeah which was only a couple of stories. Well, again, I was I put you know there's Chase playing his organ and stuff. It's like he could have got Namine in from Pyramids of Mars <laughs> to play that organ music it's my composition. <laughs> yeah, can you play this music of the plants for me, please, Namine? Yeah, they could have got together. Yeah, <laughs> it's odd, and it's it's still in the same season. It's yeah, still, yeah. It's funny how these same things happen. And he says the this is the the big line, the memorable line that everybody remembers from this one is I can play all day in my green cathedral, is what he says. That's that's the line that everyone remembers from this story. And it's great. And Chase, the way he plays it. Oh, he's is really brilliant. good. He's really good. And you can tell he's a villain. He wears his gloves all the time. Because <laughs> 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 he's dealing with plants all the time. Oh yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But also it fits. Well the no, villain. you don't get you know, you don't get Alan Titchmarsh wearing black gloves all the time in a Alan suit. Alan Titchmarsh do you? is not dealing with like rare exotic plants. He's in your garden. Well, well, actually, you have Charlie with her gloves on. Charlie Dimmock? Yeah, she'd be there in the she oh. was there in the garden with her <laughs> gloves on. I was like, which who's Charlie in this? I was like, which one's Charlie? <laughs> I thought it was one of the scientists, Charlie Dimmock. No, Charlie. <laughs> um, yeah, and then <laughs> let's just recast all of Scenes of Doom. Those three scientists at the beginning is David Attenborough, Alan Titchmarsh, and Charlie Dimmock. <laughs> <laughs> now, who was the other guy in Ground Force? There were three of them. Oh, what, Tommy, who did all the building I work? I want Tommy <laughs> Why do you... No. Is that, is that his name, Tommy? Yeah, I think, I think it, it was. Is. Yeah, I want Tommy. Bring I didn't really watch Ground Tommy. Bring I love Ground Force. Tommy, like, in that situation, for sure, like, there's, like, the three of them. There's one that's like, we should do something, and then there's the one that's a bit more reserved. That's, that's Alan. Do you know what I mean? Tommy's the one that's like, let's get stuck in. Let's build, you know. And then Charlie's just, like, there and just, like, the glamorous assistant to it all. She's not. She's way more than that girl power. But like in that sort of trio situation, yeah, it is. Did you see the one where they went and did? Did they do Nelson Mandela's garden? I don't know. I can't they remember. Didn't, they, I swear there was a special ground force, and they went to do N- D- Nelson Mandela's. <laughs> he was out do? for the day. Hang on, who was the one that was in prison for ages? Was that Nelson Mandela? Yeah. yeah. His presidential term over, he's had a new house built in his home village of Kunu, and it's there on this bare patch of ground outside his study that we've secretly arranged to make a garden for him. Oh, yeah. He wasn't out. He wasn't in I was like thinking that he came. I've, I've meshed it up in my head that he was in prison for ages and he came home and ground force had done his garden. <laughs> what are you doing to my garden? <laughs> no, I, I swear, but they did a special one, I swear. I swear they did. 
It's all getting lots of things have happened at Nelson Mandela's house. I swear the Spice Girls visited I think at they his did garden as well. As well. Yeah. But that wasn't the same time as Ground Force. I'm getting no. confused. We're just all the anyway. people just going to visit Nelson. Well, did visit Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> he's died, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway. I know, no, I know. Sorry, it just made me laugh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back on track. <laughs> All the great people, Ground Force, the Spice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> they all visited his house. I bet, well, I bet Chase went there as well. I'm sure. visited him and got some rare plants. Anyway, Sarah <laughs> tries to escape because she want, needs to phone, use a phone or something, but she gets captured. So there's your sort of back and forth, your bit of padding. And then, yep, yeah, Keeler's arm, unfortunately, Gets he gets bit and he transforms and this is where you feel it like I don't know that first scientist I wasn't well, he that bothered. Do, he, they don't get they're trying to get Sarah aren't they and he gets I don't I I miss how he got caught in it but they he, they get him instead he gets it and this is where Chase is very much yeah I'm not taking you to hospital you're staying here this is when you're like right he's completely Insane. mad sign mad scientist yeah. Uh, oh, and that's and they take him to and they and when they've got Keeler in the bed and they fit, try and feed him the meat and stuff. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. That is, and you sort of feel he acts it so well. It's very believable. This and this for little kids on a Saturday. What time was it on a Saturday? Like sort of half five. That's still quite early. Yeah. Yeah. This is, and I think this is where it's getting its criticism because you know this is like. Again, horror movie stuff, um, and and Sarah's reaction later on when she goes in and sees sees him, and he's trying to plead with her and stuff. She's like, "No, I'm not letting you out because you're gonna attack me." <laughs> A fairly justified like reason, I'd say. And then this is where Amelia Ducar <laughs> oh, comes, comes back. Oh, no. uh, it's so funny when she's like, "Oh yeah, he didn't pay me for that painting." <laughs> And I love that because at the time you just sort of have it as a like a throwaway comment. And then when she came back, I was like, way winning. Yes. But you've got the ecology people waiting in the car. So they, she is sort of working for them in a way. You She's don't like know that. Like, you don't know that. You just get the call that like she, this woman's saying your favourite paint and she won't go away. And I love it all because like, you know, you've got people running around the house you've got a guy going green locked up in a bedroom all this and all you've got is this old woman like you haven't paid me for my painting <laughs> and he's like and they're like look it might just be easier just to deal with her <laughs> and i loved all that it proper made me chuckle she's brilliant isn't she she needs to be like the new miss marple that's what she'd be in a great wouldn't she no one suspects her but exactly exactly like murder she wrote but like Murder she painted. <laughs> <laughs> oh love. Oh anyway. Um and then <laughs> I'm I'm trying to go through my notes here. I'm gonna be mixed up. Well then you have that massive recycling machine where the doctor's like gonna be tied up and recycled, I think. That got a lot well, of someone's use. Gonna... That did. That did. Um and then we have the big crinoid, it's getting bigger and it's on the loose. Bigger than the giant robot. It's big, big, big plant. Big, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plant oh, and Dunbar's eaten, isn't he? Dunbar is eaten up. Um, he's the ecology guy, that, so he deserved to be eaten because he double crossed everyone and started it off in the first place. Basically, so it's Dunbar's fault at the end of the day. Oh, yeah, we have to blame someone, we'll blame him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then 
we have a big shift then because this is where unit comes in. Scorby then starts to see after all that running around, how many times has he pointed a gun at the Doctor and Sarah by this point? <laughs> like Do you know what? There were points where I thought, is he going to finally not be convinced, but like see that he needs to work with them? And he like pretty much never does. Oh, he does. Yeah, I thought, I thought by episode five when they. But then in the he changes his mind again, and then he ends up running away, doesn't he? And getting killed. He goes. He does that whole rant about. Um, I've just worked by myself. I've looked after myself. And like, yeah, but that's guns and stuff. Not like. And I thought, gosh, you're right in it all this time. You still can't see it. But he starts to go, he starts to believe. Obviously, I think maybe because his life is in danger now, he needs to work with the Doctor and Sarah for his own preservation. Yeah, yeah. But it's always about him, and it never changes. And I thought that was fascinating. Chase is wandering around taking photos and stuff, just <laughs> just loving all of this going on. Yeah, and it, that's all very clever. Actually, I enjoyed all that because I was like, it's so random. That he's just like taking his photos. It took me like you know when he becomes possessed. It took me a while to think when was he possessed. Well, I was about to say I didn't really get the possessing bit because yeah, how he didn't really change his behaviour that much. He's always been like that from the beginning. But I suppose it's very subtle that he just the madness just escalates and escalates. Yeah, it's very it's very clever until you know, all of this is going on around him and he can't see how dangerous it is and he's just obsessed he's just with... Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of obsessive mad scientists, but he is... Who was that one? Who did we have that was totally obsessed beyond anything else? Oh, um... I will I, I would take over the world. What was it he said? Um, oh, um, nothing in the world can stop me now. Nothing yeah. in the world can stop me now. He's definitely... Professor Zaroff. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a Zaroff. He's in that... He's definitely Zaroff level. And this is then where Unit come in, and obviously they're asking for the Brigadier, and I did think of you when they were asking for the Brigadier. <laughs> and I thought of you. <laughs> but do you know who we get? I know this isn't great for Unit. There is one Unit guy that's in the house. with. There's one Unit guy doing his job. All the others, I don't know where they all are, but one Unit guy, and we have to... Sergeant Henderson, can I just say, special recognition. Stand forward, Sergeant Henderson. Yeah, he's not really he getting is, on with he, things. He's the only one. I don't know why he's the only one in there with them helping. He sprays all the, the stuff. He's there in the in the house. All, all the others, I don't know what they're doing. Do they're think, miles away. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it's just sort of like a... I mean, I'm guessing it's because they weren't available. But is it more getting people ready that it's changing? I think it's just we don't really want to use unit. They could have just used the army. It's an ex- they're on Earth, so they've got a sort of right unit in and away. They're not bothered about unit by this point at all. So, uh, well, I don't really want to give spoilers, I suppose. But no, I just wondered whether it was because the actors we know weren't available. They have these second, like second rate unit. Apart from Henderson, we'll give him. We'll give him his dues. I mean, he's great. I mean, he does die, doesn't he? He does die. He gets in the recycling thing, doesn't he? Yeah, it's sad. But he is for what the time that he's in those two episodes. Sergeant Henderson gets is up with there it. with he helps for me. <laughs> he is up there with Yates and Benton. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's Sergeant. He is. He does more work than any. He's done more work than Corporal Bell. He's done more work than a lot of them. Well, it's he not has. hard to do more work than Corporal Bell because I don't even remember <laughs> Corporal Bell. That's the reality. And I think they're running out a little bit because this, 
Because I suppose with a unit story, normally you'd have at least one whole episode of firing guns, running away, and all of that stuff. It's condensed. We do get some of that. There's a massive recap by the beginning of episode six, which I think shows they're running out of time or they're padding it out a bit. Scobie dies, yep, in the lake. He gets all strangled by the weed. That's uh, a way to go, isn't it? Yeah, that was all, again, all that was odd, because I genuinely thought maybe he's not going to repent, but, like, he'll have some sort of, like, you know, change, and he didn't. But he's done so, I don't know, I think he's such a bad character, there's no way going fully back. He's not going to be, like... He's definitely in the villain category. And then, really, I mean, I've, I've gone through really quick now, that um, Chase gets recycled in the end as well. That, again, for kids, I think that's pretty horrible. All these people going in the mangala, I mean... It's just something I don't think about. I mean, I probably should have done, but, like, it didn't strike me as being, like... Maybe it's just because I'm just used to violence. Maybe I've watched it that much that I'm just, like... Because, actually, a lot of it is. And I'm trying to think of the newer ones that I've seen. Maybe there's not... Maybe it's more just, like, you don't really get the violence in the same way. I don't know. I don't think you'd have somebody mangled up in a thing in nowadays, even. I don't think you'd be allowed that. And you certainly wouldn't have had that in the 60s. Uh, it's a strange time this time in the 70s where it's like, I don't know, because sometimes I watch it as a viewer now and I'm watching it as I would want... I mean, as a As a, as a fan, adult, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a fan, you want this show to be like as adult as possible because <laughs> you want it to be as cool as possible yeah, I suppose, yeah, in a way yeah. so you want it like that and be like oh look at that that's i can't believe they've done that that's really horrific but then sometimes you watch it with your like oh my god this is a 70s show i can't believe they did that imagine at the time people watching it you sort of switch back and forth sometimes when you watch um yeah but i think it's um but he deserves it. I mean, Chase deserves it. I mean, that's the only way to to go, really. It was either that or he was going to be turned into a crinoid, I suppose. They could have gone that route where he was... But I think I think he just had to go. I think, like, he just had to, like... Yeah, if he'd have been a crinoid, then it would have almost become so... It would have overgrown so much. He just kind of needed to be encapsulated in it all. And they sort of blow everything up at the end. But there's still time at the end to have a bit of a chat with everyone and the minister at the end. I liked all, <laughs> all that. that stuff. I kind of forgot about the minister. But I did like all that. Yeah, because he's in it out a bit. But he's not... Um, I suppose you would have had the brigadier there as that or or somebody else there in, the, in that part. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, that really weird bit at the end where they go back to Hunter and Sarah's got a beach ball because they're going on holiday. Now, were you expecting Sarah to stay on Earth or to no. do something else? So or... interesting that he was like, and she's like, oh, yes. She's like, complete change of tune. She's like, yes, go on holiday. Yeah, and she's got that beach ball and it's a weird ending where they're all sort of lol, ha, 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 a bit over the top. It was a bit like, ooh. Although I think it showed the good chemistry between them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they're it's strange. They're comfortable chem- with each other. They are, yeah. And this is it was a really good story as a sort of season finale, if you look at it like that. Right, you know, to finish off a series. Yeah, I th- I really enjoyed it and it didn't feel like a chore as a six parter like some do. Has this made you like six parters a bit more? If they're gonna be like this? I dunno. No. <laughs> <laughs> I still had to do it over like three days. I suppose. Um 
but I really liked the pace of it. There was no padding. It felt necessary to be six parts. And it went to lots yeah. of places without being distracting. I mean, you know, we had like three places, four places that I can think of straight off the top of my head. You know, we were in Antarctica. We were in, what's her name's house? But the, what, what's her name? Amelia. Amelia. We were in Amelia's house. We were in, you know, the horticultural HQ. And then we're in that house, which had lots of rooms amongst it, that, you know. So it felt like substantial, you know? Like, and, you know, you change the cast halfway through because all those signs at the beginning die and yeah, you get yeah. a whole new lot of people There's a lot later of cast. It's, it feels a chunky piece rather than just, we need to fill this time. What did you think of the actual crinoid monster itself when it was so, big? I thought it was average, but I also thought I've seen worse. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see... I mean, yeah, there's some sort of model shots and stuff, which is quite good. You don't... They don't focus on it. It's not like it's big throughout the whole thing. It's the human element where he's turned in, where you've... That's the horrific, scary part of it, isn't it? And then everything else is a bit like, you know, creepers and vines and stuff. Um, Yeah, it's it's the changing... I, I liked the thing where they were like, get the plants out because they're like, I liked all that. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. And they're like, oh, pick one pot up, put it outside. I don't know. I just that. really liked that's me. that. I was like, that's really clever. That's you at a garden centre. I'm having this one. I'm taking this one. If like, oh my gosh, it'd take forever. I have so many plants. If that happened, you had to get all your plants out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. so many trips. I liked that the menace was something in our own homes. Most people will have, not everyone, but a lot of people will have a plant of some sort, whether you have like flowers or like, but most people will have a plant. And I like this idea that this like, kind of like the, do I mean the autumn plastic things? Well, they had the daffodils, didn't they? Yeah, this and, thing that yeah. just feels very normal that can turn and kill, you know. Um, and I quite liked that. I quite liked this sort of, when I'm looking around at all my plants and I was like, that they are the enemy. I really enjoyed that as a, as a, you know, idea. Yeah. Cause I watched episode six earlier and then I had, um, I got a bag of spinach, fresh spinach and I was looking at it like, oh. <laughs> 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 I got it out of the fridge and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> these leaves, these leaves are going to jump up. Oh my God. <laughs> You know, don't look at your herbs in the same way again, will you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to be like at night time in your flat looking at all these screwed, plants. Mark. They're everywhere. <laughs> I'd be dead. Let's just like, <laughs> if the plants take over, I'll be up there in the first going. Some of these are really spiky. Like the my desk here is just full of cactuses, mainly because Mabel likes them. She knocks them over, so they've just moved to the desk where they're a bit safer. Yeah, I've, I've plants everywhere. <laughs> well, watch out. Watch out for your crinoids. I'll be the first out. I'll be gone. But it's a good idea, actually, because we haven't really had plant life stuff very much. I'm trying to think. There was those creeper vines in Kiza Marinus, which was similar. But um, yeah, I wonder if it... Yeah, I can't think of anything else. We have had plants in your favourite story... Um, oh, planet, well, oh, planet of the Daleks, the squirter things. They, they were the alien plants. No, though. no, there was the one where um, is it the chase? And towards the end, they're in. 
Oh, in the jungle. Well, yeah, in the jungle. Oh, the big blob, uh, the mechanus jungle things there. Yeah. How do you remember that? I don't know. Oh, God. Just like, I was thinking of plants okay. and that. I could probably do like a top 10 plants of Doctor Who. Yeah. Evil plants of Doctor Who. I'm sure there is. Uh, Make that list. Maybe top five, actually. Mm. What's it? Yeah. yeah okay. Do a top five, Mark. <laughs> we'll put it out around Deadly. the time of this. Deadly Mark's plants. Top five yeah. Deadly plants of who? Yeah, yeah, but these are definitely up there as some of the deadliest because they can talk to all the other plants. You exactly, know, that makes, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Once all these cactuses start talking, like I'm screwed. Me and the cat, we're screwed. So you enjoyed it? <laughs> I you did. Yeah, it. I did. I did. Good. I'm glad. I mean, then that is the end of the season. It's been very strong. Because like Harry was at the beginning of this season. He yeah. seems ages ago. I know. Now. I know. It's been good. There's been really good stories. Oh, do you know what? They could have brought Harry in to do the medical examination on the... Uh, they could have called Harry up to be like, look, at, check out this There's many guy. things they could that have done. Cool. We could have had... Instead yeah. of second-rate unit, we could have had many... There's plenty of people that we know in unit. <laughs> we know, yeah, that they just could have called up. But no, all on holiday still. Yeah, okay, well, we, we have to have a think of who's going to be our winners for our Doscars next. I know. After this. Oscar season. Um are you still wanting a bit of a change for next season for anything? Yeah, I genuinely thought that Sarah would go at the end of the season. So I'm surprised at that. I, I genuinely did think that. Um, so, But I, don't, I think she'll be there at the start of the next season, which means we'll have had three potential seasons with her and this Doctor, and she'll have been around for four. That's a lot. I mean, you know, that's taken the job on yeah she's uh, who well jamie was in for quite oh no actually i think jamie did three years yeah i think he's he did a lot but his his seasons were longer he was probably in more stories and stuff well we'll find out what happens in season 14 then oh gosh i can't believe we're on season 14 <laughs> but I'm yeah five when before. you're watching who yeah <laughs> you know how when I you're in your so fun <laughs> <laughs> when you're in your green cathedral watching Doctor Who. <laughs> Shall I tell you the title of the next one? I mean, now, we can or... do, but we've got Doscars before that. Well, I'll tell yeah, you now anyway. anyway, just so you oh, know. Well. Actually, do you know what? I can't even pronounce it. Oh. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. I always pronounce it wrong. It's called... I'm sorry, everyone. I'm going to say it twice, different ways, and one of them will be right. I call it The Mask of Mandragora, but I think... It's the Mask of Mandragora. Oh. Do you realise you said Mask and Mask then? Mask of Mandragora. And what do you think it is? No, that's what I think it is, but I think it's the Mask of Mandragora. It's M-A-S-Q-U-E. It's funny, it's funny how, like, I'm guessing it's the, the last bit that you think is different, but you say Mask and Mask... <laughs> Well, that's because, because oh yeah, that's true. I know what you mean now. <laughs> that's um, what was making me laugh. Forget the last word. It's like each time you said mask and mask. Yeah, but it's M-A-S-Q-U-E. How do you say that? Do you just say mask or do you? I, I don't I'm know. I don't mask know. I'm saying mask. Mask. I don't know. I mean, I'm Northern, so I'd probably say mask, but. but, it's, but Until what, I see it, Mark, I have no opinion. Okay, fine. Well, everyone can tell us before we uh, record that one, I'm sure, to say, <laughs> how do you say Mask of Mandragora or 
Mask, mask of Mandragora. I think it's the Mask <laughs> of Mandragora. Mask for a start, and then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's establish that. <laughs> I can never say it right. I've just always said Mask of Mandragora. Well, we'll find out. I just want to know if it's mask or mask. That's what I'm interested in. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who. Uh, and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. Thanks for everyone who have been in touch. And we'll probably be in touch with our supporters soon, ready for voting for... Yeah, our coffee members will get a video very soon about our... Very, very soon, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'll get it at the same time as this episode, probably. <laughs> so get voting. We haven't even decided that this. yet, Mark, but that's not no, been decided. I know, I know. We need to do that right now. So we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. From the Ground Force team in the garden of... And I still can't really believe I'm saying this. Well. Nelson Mandela from Mr. Mandela and the Ground Force team. Till next time. You can't believe it. Thank you very much indeed. Till next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. To watch who.